Welcome to a brand new episode of Crackin' One Open with Mike and Elise. Oh yeah, we're ready to do this thing. It is this thing kind of post quarantine. Kind of here where we are, like the beginning of the end of post quarantine. End of the beginning of the end of the. Sorry, what are you smashing, smashing pumpkins? pumpkins? <laughs> <laughs> and so we wanted to do, I guess, a quarantine beer before. This was all over? Kind of. So, yes. Um, Here in Connecticut, quarantine is starting to wind down and phase one of reopening starts officially today, May 20th. Oh, recording this, yes. Um, And we we did mention this beer briefly a few episodes ago, but we figured now would be a good time to talk about it. The Altogether IPA. Yes. So Altogether is a a worldwide open-ended collaboration for breweries and it was started by other half brewing which is located in brooklyn new york and it's a project that's meant to benefit the hospitality industry uh in connecticut phase one of reopening includes bars and restaurants and by proxy some breweries there's a lot of rules that they have to be able to follow they to gotta be, be outdoor and space yeah, and patio six feet apart there's a lot of food. rules about it yeah. so for that a lot of them are it's kind of dicey for a lot of breweries because they only um have food trucks mm-hmm. but yeah so there you go uh so basically other half brewing laid the groundwork for this project by providing a base recipe and brewers have the choice between a new england ipa and a west coast ipa so other half gave suggestions for what hops to use but every brewer is encouraged to put their own twist on it because they were, they were taking into account how everyone's water quality is different because that alone will affect the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever malts and hops are actually accessible for each brewery. So they, they were very mindful of that. And then other half also provided label artwork and ideas of how to promote the beer. And finally, they asked that a portion of the proceeds from the beer sales be donated to um, an organization that directly benefits the hospitality workers within your local community. So everyone's going to be donating to something a little bit different, possibly. But in, in the end, it's all meant to benefit the the restaurants and bar workers that have been affected by COVID. All good stuff, especially since they all rely on their tips. Exactly. Um, so other half co-founder and brewer Sam Richardson said that with our industry connections, we felt like we could use as many of, of those as possible to mobilize people to help. There's only so much that one brewery can do. So we wanted to do something with enough parties involved that would make a difference, but wouldn't negatively impact any single brewery, all giving small amounts to a larger cause. So they're, they're trying to make something that, um, you know, the, these breweries can self-distribute um, you know, whether it be curbside pickup or delivery that they can benefit from, but that a little bit also goes to the the bigger cause. Which makes a lot of sense because a lot of the breweries are also suffering in, in general. Exactly. Due to this. Yep. So uh, I think it goes without saying that if you are listening to this podcast, you probably love craft beer. And this is an amazing opportunity for you to support your favorite local breweries. For a list of those that are participating, you can go to altogether.beer. Nice. I like that website name. Yep. (laughs) I didn't realize that dot beer was a, uh, an actual thing. Crack one open dot beer coming soon. Coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) So in total at the time of this recording, and I say that because I actually noticed the number go up by like, 
more than 20 over the two different days that I was looking up information for this particular episode. Interesting. Yeah. So in total, 792 breweries in 51 different countries. um, And I believe 48 out of the 50 United States as well um, have signed up to participate so far. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't realize other countries were also participating. That's really neat. Yep. And that includes 18 breweries in Connecticut alone. Nice. Yeah, go Connecticut. Makes me feel good about uh, doing a podcast about beer. Yeah. (laughs) I already felt good about doing a podcast about (laughs) beer on account of all the beer. Yeah. But I feel better now. (laughs) So we were lucky enough to be able to snag the Altogether IPA from two of our favorite local breweries, both of which sold out of it uh, within the first 24 hours that it was released. So we got Two Roads uh, from over in Stratford, Connecticut and Tribus from Milford. And I'm really excited because I think this is going to be a very interesting side by side. So Two Roads chose to brew the West Coast IPA version. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one clocks in at 6.5% ABV. And they said our master brewer, Phil Markowski, all hail Phil, (laughs) used uh, Pilsner malt, flaked oats, Caramalt 10, uh, varietal Cascade extract, Mosaic, Simcoe, Citra, and Cascade hop pellets. So do you want to crack that open first or I can describe the Tribus one? No, crack. uh, We'll do both. Crack to the Tribus one next. So meanwhile, Tribus, I believe, went by the New England IPA base and they used Simcoe, Mosaic, Citra, and Eldorado hops for this, quote, absolutely over the top 6.5% banger. So what I thought was interesting was if you go on the Altogether website, um, they give a very specific recipe. (laughs) base recipe for this and they have um, specific suggestions for hops to use and two roads and tribus chose a couple that overlap each other um, like the mosaic and simcoe and citra but two roads kind of deviated from that by including the cascade extract and hop pellets and then tribus had the eldorado hops which weren't even on the list and both of them completely ignored the suggestion to use Columbus hops as a dry bittering hop, which was like the first direction (laughs) from the recipe provided uh, for the altogether IPA. Step one, screw step one. (laughs) But then I read um, some descriptions of other breweries, um, variations of it, and some of them really... uh, one made a super juicy one with papaya and mango and guava juice. So it's like, you know, do your own thing. It's cool. That's pretty neat. I'm just, I would be interested to see what the other countries did. Yeah. How their varieties. Yep. Regardless, where you're listening to this podcast, there's probably an altogether beer available to you. Yep. So once again, visit altogether.beer to find out where you can possibly get yours. But for right now, Let's crack these babies open. Woo! So basically half the label is the same on these. And then we have we have the glassware to <laughs> differentiate between the two so that we can compare. <sighs> nice. We got a two roads glass for the two roads and a tribus glass for the tribus because mm-hmm. them's a boys. So we got them glasses. Of course we do. 
You'll also notice that Tribus and Two Roads are the ones we've done probably the most episodes on. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag support local. So right off the bat, these are visually different. I was going to say the same thing right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. Uh, Tribus has a, a really nice, thick, uh, lacy head. It's very hazy. Meanwhile, Two Roads. Yeah, I mean, I might have poured the Tribus beer a little heavy, mm-hmm. which is why the head is so much. But yeah, it's definitely got... Even without that, it's definitely got way more of a head than Two Roads has, like no head. So do you think that's just a characteristic of West Coast versus East Coast IPAs, though? Because of the few that we've had where the West Coast haven't had big heads? Yeah. It could be. They are also, I've noticed a lot of West Coasts are far more, as you can see from the bottom of this glass, far more carbonated. Yeah. Like a Pilsner. Mm-hmm. And they are definitely all kind of this golden color. Not too light, not too dark. Yeah. As far as I've seen so far but not distinctly orange or yellow, like golden. Mm -hmm. It smells like an IPA, but also kind of like a Pilsner. It smells very weedy Mm -hmm. with a little bitterness to that smell, but it doesn't smell like overly like bitter, like an IPA. Okay. Very similar to other West Coast that we've had. How is your tribe of smells? Um, I'm waiting for the head to go down. (laughs) Yeah, this, uh, so the tribus version of Altogether, just going... By the the smell, <laughs> I would say is a little bit sweeter, a little bit maltier, and not as um, fruit heavy as they would normally go. That's interesting. Tribus usually really goes goes fruit heavy. Yeah, I feel in a lot of the beers. Mm-hmm. Well, the hazier the hazier look is definitely very tribus. Very. Do you want to switch and smell? Yeah. Do you want me to grab that can? Yes, please. It's got such a <laughs> craggy head, cartoon head. <laughs> and Elisa's drank all foam. <laughs> She's not a huge fan. Nope. She does nope. not like drinking foam. Uh-huh. It is her least favorite <laughs> it's thing. So bitter. <laughs> but now the beer all fits in her glass. All, all right. right. Trade. Trade. It smells. Ooh. I agree with everything you said. It smells hazy and sweet. Not super bitter. Yeah. Not super fruity. So the two roads to me, yeah, smells clean, piney, not dank, but piney. Not at all. Yeah, piney. Clean is a good word. Mm. Trade. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're sipping now. We're sipping now. Clink. And drink. Oh, that's that's extremely drinkable. So is this, but it does not taste like how I thought it was going to taste with the smell. No. This has an extreme apple really kind of taste to it there's a beer i really like called um by victory and it's victory hop double Mm -hmm. ipa yes and victory hop double ipa is super hoppy but it's also got a huge huge apple peel note after yeah and this has that in spades as well this is Hmm. maybe not it's not as hoppy is victory based on the west coast i think so i'm not positive uh but it's got that apple peel profile and this also very much has an apple peel profile it might just be me and my brain trying to I think wonder about if that it's a specific hop that they use that just has that specific taste to you um no, it might but yeah it's definitely got got some of that yeah i like this a lot because it reminds me of victory hop devil it's got that it's <laughs> big time big time apple peel flavor uh different from most things two roads puts out two roads doesn't usually put out west coast beers they've done i think two other west coast ips mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. Uh, one was okay, and the other one was, to be honest, not the 
best. And the one that wasn't great was a collaboration <laughs> from yeah. a West Coast brewery. Um, Which we've talked about before um, on another episode. And you said, you know, that you, that you tried it. You weren't a huge fan, but it grew on you enough to get another round. That, I did. It wasn't, we it wasn't the worst beer. It wasn't like, ugh. It's just that we're not used to West Coast IPAs because they're not yeah. readily available. I think there are more and more available in Connecticut right now that I'm getting more used to them. Mm-hmm. But this is this is definitely really good and really interesting. What do you got for your tribus? This is good. That's not a good this description. Is... <laughs> <laughs> you interrupted me. Welcome to the podcast. This beer is good. Yeah. End of podcast. It's a, it's a great beer. And stop recording. <laughs> um, no, it's it's juicy. It's sweet. It is more fruity than you would get by the smell, but I can't distinguish any one particular fruit, but it's enough that it it still feels like a tribus beer. They didn't deviate from their style by any means. Like I, I could see them putting this out without the alti- without the collaboration. I'll say with two roads, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Do you want to switch? I do. This is us switching. Switched. I now have two roads, and Mike has tribes. Let's see what this is like. I'll try to give you a better description than good folks. I did. I elaborated. Anyway. Hmm. You know what? I do get that. The apple, ap- apple peel kind of after. Can't not. I wasn't lying. I know you weren't <laughs> lying, but I don't always get that from the hop devil. In fact, it took me a took me personally a very long time to warm up to hop devil because you've been a fan of it for a long right. time. Hop Where devil I- is also super bitter. So you yes. took a long time to warm up to that kind of beer. Yeah. This is much more pillowy. Agreed. It's much a softer beer. The carbonation isn't as heavy. It's a little heavier of a beer because it's hazy. Mm-hmm. I do get those kind of unidentified fruity notes that you're talking about, but I think that's more like maybe apricot. Yeah. And just the smallest hint of vanilla on the aftertaste to calm it all down. I suppose I could see that. But it does, which is all these kind of notes I'm giving and the taste and the feel and the look. It's very much a tribus beer. Yeah. This is this is all the signatures of a Tribus Beer Co. beer. Is that not what I said? You said you could see it in the tap room. No, I said they didn't deviate from their style at all. Well, then you are right. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> Love you. Remember when I threw a beer in your face on our podcast? <gasps> I would never waste beer like that. No, it's true. Very interesting beers. It's very interesting and very cool how they could take some of the base recipes and really mix it to become something so new and so different. Mm-hmm. Even though both things are considered beer and they're yeah. carbonated brownish beige beverages. I'm trying to hold on. Give me, give me that one. If they're based from She's the same double fisting, folks. I'm, I am because you know what? <laughs> For science. <laughs> All right, Doctor Doctor. They have the house. same base recipe. I want to, I want to taste it. I want to taste like what, what it is that makes this half other half brewing company. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe my palate just isn't science as distinguished. Science really well there. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm double fisting they, now they for taste science. Very, <laughs> taste very what? When you do one after the other, they taste, you can taste the similarity, but. All right, I'm going. Tribus. 
Like if you if you if you don't give yourself the chance to get all of those different notes after yeah you're right the so the initial taste is very much the same yeah but then the aftertaste the evolution of the taste is where it changes is what makes it is what differentiates them yeah they're both very sweet bittery notes not overly hoppy very floral mm-hmm. so sweet floral notes and then they turn into in terms of two roads that apple peel bittery taste mm-hmm. and in terms of but like refreshing because it's lighter beer yeah kind of crisp and yes and then tribus the aftertaste is that vanilla apricot but you don't get that if you drink that and then you drink the other one right away essentially one's heavier one's lighter that you get right away but you they're the same exact beers pretty much right off the start <laughs> which is really really interesting see i had a a basis for my experiment you did. You did. Your experiment yielded results. It did. It did you know indeed. what, though? The results of the experiment are only reliable if we conduct the experiment several times oh, hold on, and man. get the same results. All right. Here's <laughs> here's my second experiment. This time I'm going to put both in my mouth at the same time. Ooh, you daredevil. Tribus and Two Roads just had a baby, y'all. In your mouth. And it was pretty good. Yeah, I got to be honest. It must be because it's the base beer. It works really well. Really? It all right. works really well. I get all the notes. What did you do first? I did two roads first and then, okay. then Tribus, but I don't, it doesn't matter because you just. I've never mixed I beers before. I, I don't know. You know, I you didn't like it. I don't hate it, but it's definitely not something that I would. You might not order it, but do, they do go together. It's not like it's not like a one beer. No, that's that's you're right. You're right. They do go together. It didn't not work. It just wouldn't be something that I would order voluntarily. It's got a lot going it's on. It's got in a those lot flavors, going but on. the beginning flavors all the same, and then it evolves into all those other flavors. It's really cool. But I think it's really interesting how you can make two completely different beers that have the same base taste, mm-hmm. but just completely different evolutions. Putting your own twist on them. Mm-hmm. And not even similar beers either, because West no, Coast even, IPAs even can be completely different from East Coast IPAs. Oh yeah, or New visually IPAs. they look so different. But again, like when you when you take that first taste, you can tell it's based on the same. Yeah, they're like pretty much the same beer. It's crazy. I wish that we would have the opportunity to do like a flight of a bunch of different altogether altogethers. But that would be pretty cool. Yeah. If anyone from different countries that are listening might have other altogethers, you can send them to us. That's what would really cracking one open at gmail.com and what, we can talk what about getting a ingredients would they use things. in other countries to really personalize it for them? Like what what do they use that, that we regularly use? Do they use Well, they clearly use their own hops. Fruits are yeah, different. But the, different the hops that we different. use are from all over the world yeah. too. Different fruits are different or have different popularities, mm-hmm. different amounts of dryness. Bitterness. Herbs. Herbs. Like what? It depends on what the culture at hand really likes. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about that a little bit the other week when we talked about the Butte New Zealand IPA from mm-hmm. Dockside. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about how it was very similar in terms of their hoppiness and notes, but it was also very different. It was a IPA that you totally drink here in America and be like, that's an IPA. I really like this. But there's something about it that's so different and unique and alien in the best ways <laughs> that make it so enjoyable here. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a ton of breweries that have put that kind of spin on this exact recipe. 
on there altogether. Mm-hmm. And the best part is it all helps their local bartenders, barbacks, waitresses, waiters, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And that's that's really cool. And as far as I can see, this is an ongoing project. There's no end date to when breweries can participate in this. Which I like because there's no end date to when all this exactly. is going to end. Yeah. And I know we haven't really talked too much about the COVIDs here because we all hear about it so much like on yeah, that's not know, what we're about on but the like, everyday but this is kind of a COVID's beer yeah <laughs> a COVID support beer <laughs> so you know things are hard for a lot of people a lot of people yep especially people who like you said before rely on th- they rely on gratuities they rely on tips and around the world there are some countries where they don't but most of the time they do and then even in those countries where they don't have to rely on tips, a lot of them are employed or furloughed right now as well Yep. because of the fact that they can't open or it's limited seating. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that have gone back to work, I'm sure, are not getting the tips that they used to get no. or the hours they're used to. They're going back to work because they have to to keep their jobs and they're not getting tips, customers or hours that they want and they need. You know, so. bartending can be a really good gig if you're. Yeah, if you're working in a busy bar. If you're really good. Working in a busy bar and doing a lot of orders, but right now that doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. We just went to Dockside's grand opening today. Social distance. We all kept safe. Yep. Uh, it was really cool, but it, it even was. They, they're yeah, like, it was nice to see that everyone was being respectful, wearing their masks as soon as they got out from their table. You know, all the tables were nicely spread apart. It was beautiful out today, so we got very lucky in that respect. But yeah, I mean, it was just it was a very different experience than we're used to dining out. And that's, you know, 50% capacity, some patios, even less. Yep. And you could see like Dockside could probably put easily twice as many tables out. Oh yeah. And even then they weren't full because, you know, people are, are shying away. Mm -hmm. So these waiters and waitresses need help to survive. And this beer in its own little way is helping to do that while also giving back to you, the people by giving you a delicious, awesome beer. It's true. So wherever you may be listening, be sure to log on to altogether.beer. Find out where you can get your closest version of Altogether because I guarantee you it's going to be some kind of delicious. Just based on the fact based that we, on the initial we got taste two. On these, yeah. yeah. And, and they're very good and very different, but still mm-hmm. very good. And the base recipes are all really... But still somehow similar. So do it. So here's what you do. You get as many flavors as you can. 20, 30 flavors. Collect them all like Pokemon. Yep. Open them at the same time. Pour them in one giant boot <laughs> and then just drink them as one total world loving giant beer. Kind of like the Coke commercial where um, all the hands come together. That's what you got to do. Yeah. This may not fly for the taste of anyone else but you. Do it for Earth. Uh, that's all I got for this episode. Yeah. About all I got. That's cool. I think it's nice to do a little short episode after their chill episode, two parter giant length episodes. Ah, but it was so much fun. It was fun. (laughs) So there's a little episode for you right now, and then we'll be back with our normal, our normal cracker ones opens next week. Mm -hmm. So thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kraken One Open, or shoot us an email at Kraken One Open at gmail.com. What you got to plug? Well, I've got two other podcasts I do, <gasps> don't you know? Don't you know? 
I've got Forgotten Cinema that I do with my buddy Mike Field. It's a podcast about forgotten movies that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether because a more popular movie was released at the same time or an audience simply didn't catch on in its initial run. We discuss what we love about it, maybe what we don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. That's available at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com. You can go on our website, go on our merch store, check out all the old past and present episodes. We're now on season five, Audience Choice. So check that out. And I've also got two player bros I do with my buddy Dave Cannon. It's about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and my buddy Dave as we either talk about the latest video game news and previews or we uh, do a deep dive episode into a game we love or just came out. And we talk about how it was made, our thoughts on the game and the game mechanics and story. Nice. That's available at twoplayerbros.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> and a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reckert. Till next time. Cheers. Cheers.